You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Jesus, we, we give everything to you. My prayer for today is that everyone in this building and everyone watching online would be changed and transformed in the presence of Jesus. It's our only hope for 2020, our only hope. It's the only foundation that will ever stand. And if you're expecting God to do great things in your life and in his kingdom that is coming here, would you just extend your hands in front of you? I want you to receive it. I want you to receive it. Not religion. Not the do's and the don'ts of religion. But a relationship with Jesus Christ. came to this earth to bring the kingdom of God through his death and sacrifice who was buried in our place who defeated hell defeated death defeated sin and rose again ascended to heaven to prepare a place for us and will return to bring the righteous the judgment, the goodness of the kingdom of God to this earth. Jesus, we need you. We look to you. I pray that you would have your way in today's message and service. Holy Spirit, I give you complete control. Complete control. I believe you're going to speak through other people in this sanctuary right now today you're going to speak you're going to edify your children and you have a you have a a calling and a challenge for all of us in 2021 to be the church that you have designed it to be not built around a building not led by one pastor but to be the people of God who worship in spirit and truth and who live out their life in power, humility, and love. I want to be that church, God. I want to be known as a leader of a movement that is led by people who've committed their lives to Jesus, who have received transformation by the power of your spirit, who are filled with your life and your presence, and who are marked who are marked by their humility, their power, and their love. Let it be so, God, in us today. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Wow. Well, good morning. So good to see you. Haven't seen you since last year. Um, wow. Wow. I just, uh, I really sense in a powerful way that uh, 
God is doing something in your hearts and your lives. I, I, just, I, I just feel it. Uh, welcome to those who are joining us live stream. And uh, so glad that God has given us technology that we can do this together in the comfort of your homes. Before we venture into 2021, I, you know, I feel... In regards to 2021, I feel like a kid that's in school, especially during COVID, cooped up in a mask, cooped up in their classroom, and they're getting ready to open the doors to recess, to go outside. 2021, I feel like that. I feel like, yes, let's go! And, you know, and that's great. And I think that's uh, uh, something that we all, all need. We need passion and we need... You know, if God is doing new things, we need to be excited about what God's doing. He, he works new things. He's all about doing the new. And, uh, but I think we would really miss something if we didn't take a minute to look back at 2020 and learn and grow from 2020 and give God all the praise for all that he's done in 2020 before we can launch forward and open those doors to the playground of 2021. And so I want to do that. And in a moment, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it in a moment, I'm going to prep you. I'm going to open the, the stage platform for you all. And now it goes silent. <laughs> I'm going to open the platform because there are testimonies all over this place. The enemy's going to tell you you're not worthy, you're not qualified, and you're not adequate to share your story. He's a liar and he can go to hell. Just saying. Um, you have a story, you have a testimony. The Bible actually says that you overcome the evil one by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. So if you're going to be sharing your testimony in all of eternity, you might as well start now. If you don't want to hear me preach... Just keep on coming up and take up all the time. I'll allow it for this Sunday. So, um, but I want, us, I want to start first by just guiding us to look back at 2020. And then we're going to hear from you. I'm going to start with the challenges because I think we have many of them and they're very easy to count. I just want you to do an inventory at home, here, what have been the challenges for you and your family in 2020? Some of you have to dig a little deeper. Some of you challenges the theme of 2020 for you. It could be sickness. So good to see you guys. Could be cancer. Challenges could have been losing loved ones. Several of you have suffered loss in 2020, including our worship leader, Brent. Some of you have suffered job loss. You've been challenged financially. Some of you have wrestled with your faith. And you've just been challenged to really grasp what is happening around us. We've had challenges of politics, the election, causing division and tension and all these 
these things that were kind of held under the rug for a while just started to just creep out. Race and hate. We've seen divorce skyrocket in this time. We've seen suicide increase, discouragement, depression. It's been so difficult for so many. And so I just want to recognize those challenges. See them in front of you. And now I want to look at the byproduct of what God can do and has done through the fire. I love it in the story of Daniel when Nebuchadnezzar builds this statue of himself, an idol to worship him, called himself a god. And there was a few remnant men and women who refused to bow to any other God except Jehovah, the God of Abraham, Jacob, and Isaac. And they were willing to put their necks on the chopping block to stand true and faithful to God. When Nebuchadnezzar saw that they would not bow, he threw them in a fiery furnace. And what I love about it is, yes, God delivered them through the fiery furnace. They didn't have a single burn mark. Those, you guys who grill, you understand, you get close to the grill, you, get, you usually have these singe marks during the spring, right? Yeah, not a mark on their body. But what it said is they all saw the crowd, including Nebuchadnezzar, saw that there was a fourth man in the fire with Shadrach, Shadrach Meshach, and Abednego. God claims to always be that fourth man in whatever fire we're facing. And there's something incredible if we allow ourselves to see it and allow ourselves to be still enough in the fire that God uses every single challenge in our life to refine us and make us more like him. Metal, utensils, and knives and swords that you use, that you see, cannot be shaped and formed and sharpened without immense pressure and heat. Wine, for those of you who like and enjoy wine, wine has to go through an incredible, intense pressure process to get to the luxurious taste of wine has to start with the form of a grape. And that grape has to be pressed and completely crushed to be able to produce the juice of the grape. And then it has to go through this like stillness, this waiting period of fermenting before it could ever be consumed. And some of you 
face so many challenges in 2020, and I'm wondering what kind of wine God is producing spiritually inside of you. Is it the kind of wine that people want to drink and enjoy? Or is it what people want to spit out of their mouths? But God promises that when we allow ourselves to become moldable and we yield to God and we trust him, even when things don't look like they're going the way we think they should, God does something so incredible and so powerful and he changes us within. He does a heart surgery within. We can't have that kind of life change without the challenges. So what might God be teaching you through the pressing and the crushing and the weight and the pain and the pulling? What might he be showing you What might he be doing right now? And how may he use what he's doing in your life to edify the others around you? So the challenges, the refining, what we're learning and growing from those challenges. And number three, the blessings. Man, God is a God of blessings. He wants to bless his children more than you would ever want to bless your own kids. And there is such blessing when we allow ourselves, despite the circumstances, despite what the doctor says, despite what COVID brings, despite who's in our government system, there is something so powerful when we surrender ourselves to the God who created all things and we put our lives in his hands and we trust the results and the outcome to him, man, that's when we see God move and do incredible things. And if you don't believe me, I need some of your, you guys' help by coming up and sharing what God did and is doing in your life through the challenges you faced in 2020. So we're gonna take this moment of awkward silence before someone decides to stand up, come to the stage and break the ice. But I just, man, God is doing something in the lives here. And he does not want his children, the church, to be stagnant anymore. We have to stand. We have to start giving our testimony to encourage and edify others that God is still faithful and he's still on the throne and he's still doing incredible new things. And what is broken? I learned this in 2006. My mother-in-law was the first one to tell me this. And I know most most of the time when your mother-in-law is the first one to tell you something, you better run and hide, right? But no, my mother-in-law, she says, Phil, you are broken and you feel like your world has fallen apart. And I did. Man, I can't even go back there. She says, but God is in the business of restoring and redeeming that which is broken. And you just watch as God puts you back together. And if I didn't go through those challenges and that hurt and that battlefield, I wouldn't be here today. This church may not even be standing.
God uses our defeats, what looks like defeat, to bring victory in our lives. But that victory can't stay contained within you. You have to share it. So who's the first? By the way, I do need to say this. If you do come up and share, please know that it will be on YouTube. So if you don't want the YouTube crowd and our family on social media to hear your testimony, um, let us know and we might be able to mute it for you guys. So who's first? Hi, Mackenzie. It's okay. Just introduce yourself and one sec. You're good. I'm Mackenzie Schaus. Um, Ooh, I might be up here for a little bit. <laughs> this year has been crazy for everybody. Let's just all agree on that. Um, earlier in the year, Phil was preaching about joy. And he kind of gave us a um, challenge to find the joy every day. Um, and I took that challenge to heart. I was feeling numb all the time, and it didn't matter what good happened. It didn't matter what bad happened. I just stayed numb, and so um, I looked to the people around me, the people that I look up to as mentors, and I saw that thing in them that was different, and I just started praying for God to give me that, um, so God started speaking to me, and I learned how to quiet myself and listen, um, and I could hear his voice for the first time, mm. and um, I've been saved for, I don't know, seven years or so, but I could finally hear the Holy Spirit, and my eyes were opened. I could finally see the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Um, God taught me how to dream. I've never had dreams for myself. I've never um, known that I was allowed to. <laughs> I thought, if I'm living for God, you know, it's day by day. But God wants us to have dreams and desires, and he's done that for me. Um, more recently, he has defeated some generational curses and demons, and I'm just going to leave it at that because I know that's kind of controversial in the church. But um, because of that, there has been healing in relationships with my mother and my grandmother and healing that has needed to happen for years because I could hear the Holy Spirit telling me to do something that I may have been afraid to do in the past. So, yeah, God has just been good. And I just pray that I keep digging in deeper. Thank you, Mackenzie. Yeah. Thank you for breaking the ice. Oh, boy. Hi, Tim. It's so good to see you. Please. Just uh, introduce yourself, yeah. I'm Tim. My family's been attending, what, six months consistently now? Uh, over the last uh, several years, life's been pretty difficult for my family. Um, ministry fell apart. We've lost uh, 
I had an uncle killed in a car accident out on 75. Uh, my brother-in-law got murdered down in Florida. Um, we've lost my father-in-law. Uh, we had a child run off. Uh, and and I, that's just to give you an example to say I get it. I get that life's tough. And I get that you get to end of your rope. And I get that your hopes and your dreams all seem messed up. And that they're never going to come to pass. But here's what scripture says about our lives. Here's what scripture says about the people of God. And here's the hope that I'm placing in our God for my life. And I'm inviting you to place that same hope. This is in uh, Ezekiel 37. And we're going to read verses 1 through 14. The hand of the Lord was on me. And he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them. And I saw great many bones on the floor in the valley, bones that were very dry. And he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? And I want to ask you about your life and the, and, the, and the wasteland that you're looking at, some of you. I want to ask you, can it live? Can it live? Maybe it's dead for a reason. Maybe God wants to create something new with it. And I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you. And I will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and I was prophesying, and there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And I looked, and the tendons and the flesh appeared on them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain and they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them and they came to life and stood up on their feet. A vast army. You know, we've all seen our nation falling apart. We've seen our governments fall apart to some degree because of this COVID disease. We've seen our churches fall apart. You know, I remember when I started coming here, it was full in here. But I believe that this is God setting up an opportunity for us, his people, his children, in our individual lives and in our corporate lives, for us to start to speak to the bones of our life, the dry bones, the dead dreams, the dead hopes, and to speak them and to say, in the name of Jesus, you rise up and live. In the name of Jesus, rise up and live. And I say that to my life right now, and I say that to your life right now. In the name of Jesus, rise up and live. God's about to do something absolutely beautiful with your life.
if you'll just let him finish killing off that old so he can rise up new. You gotta let go of the old. You gotta let the dead be dead. And let Jesus raise something up new. Thanks. Someone who's supposed to share is saying, I can't follow that. I can't follow. Yes, you can. So whoever that is, get up. I knew it was huge. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, I think if, my name is Sherry Blevins, and you can probably tell by looking at me, we got a little, I'm good, some, some difficulties here. In, last year, I took such hard hits across the board, every category. My health, which was already chronic, um, some very harsh uh, things. I've, I've already had 12 surgeries, I told somebody earlier. I'm looking at, doctors say, 13 or 14 or 15, uh, I don't know. Financially, I was, I was forced into retirement because of health and COVID, so I lost half my income. I'm now pretty dependent on my daughter to live with her. Relationally, some, some very hard things in my family as well. Uh, but I, I stay in the word. I, I love the word of God, and I stay in the word of God. And I've discovered some truths in it. And uh, one thing for me personally is that I have a very real enemy that hates my guts because I'm loud and proud for Jesus. <laughs> and uh, I, I really believe most of this he has put upon me. And so I am here to say and to declare, this is how I fight my battles. (laughs) Because I was forced to stay home with COVID, I'm now, my new job title is Stay Home Mama. I I cook and babysit the most beautiful, wonderful grandchildren you can imagine. My other daughter's helping me. I have a community. Uh, I know I saw Denise Day here somewhere. I'm driving her uh, daughter's car this morning. It's a lender. Um, My neighbor and I the other day stood in our yards and shouted across to one another, I love you. God is with us. God is for us. Uh, Satan is trying to make me bow and... Disclaim God, and that will never, ever happen. God loves me. We introduced ourselves and celebrate recovery, and I I was taken to introduce myself as my name is Sherry Blevins, and I'm a disciple that Jesus loves. His love is always with me. I feel it through all these trials. I feel his love and his presence so strong. And he is calling me, God is calling me to stand up right through this so that the world can see that yeah. this is real. It, the battle is real. So Satan, 
if you and your cohorts are listening, <laughs> I'm here to tell you you're a defeated foe. If I die tomorrow, it is, it is good. I will live with Christ throughout eternity, and I am taking people with me. Who's next? You got a testimony? Oh, boy. <laughs> Can we just uh, welcome Justin and Hallie Brown? So many of you have been praying for them. They are the family that uh, many of you have been supporting. And... Uh, Let's hear, let, let's just hear what God's doing. So my name's Justin Brown. Uh, it's my wife, Hallie. Uh, we have three kids. Um, 2020 was a very trying year for us, as well as many of you out here, I'm sure. Um, um, the first thing that happened was we had remodeled a house, and we thought, well, we're going to, um, you know, we thought we was going to be there for a while, but due to some circumstances, we thought, well, it's, Let's, uh, you know, see if we can do something with it and flip it. And, you know, it worked out pretty well. But then as soon as we uh, got it under contract, we got some, you know, news that kind of changed our lives um, for the rest of the year. And we found out my wife had cervical cancer. Um, so in the midst of, you know, just getting our house under contract and trying to get moved and, you know, we were starting um, – you know, a fast-paced medical uh, care that basically we found out on a, I think it was like a Thursday, and then by the next Thursday, we had already started treatments because it was such a um, fast, aggressive, you know, type that they had to do something pretty quick. And do um, you want to say something? It's going to make you warm. <laughs> um, so through all that time, you know, we reached out to Phil and a lot of, uh, you know, some other people here at the church and, um, you know, just immediately asked them to start praying for us and to put it out there for everybody in the church to, you know, please pray for us at any time. And, and I can tell you, um, through all of this, God answers prayers. And when you get so many people together like this that steps up, and prays and, and, and puts their effort into it for you. God hears that. Um, and it was just amazing. And through all that, we found out just a couple weeks ago that she is now cancer-free. So <laughs> praise God. Um, So what it's taught me this year is just to keep looking towards him um, through everything, um, and he will not leave you behind. Um, I just feel very blessed to start 2021 with, you know, great news, um, but it was, it was rough. It was a rough, very rough six months um, from the time we found out till moving all that transition phase we stayed with our in-laws for or her parents for <laughs> our in-laws for about four or five months um mm -hmm. which was an absolute blessing yes. to have them with us um 
to help with kids through homeschool. Um, I was still able to keep my job. And yeah, I got to be like the grumpy older teenage sister who like slept a lot <laughs> and like hid out in her room. So yeah, my mom was um, literally an angel on earth. So yeah, um, I guess what I wanted to say was just to th- thank everyone here um, for every prayer. That was the scariest thing um, I think we've ever gone through. And um, I realized kind of what Sherry was saying about how Satan will, he doesn't feel sorry for you when you're at your weakest. He loves that, you know, and that's definitely when I think he tries his hardest to break you. Um, When I found out, I remember literally we were at my mom's house and they live in Lake Winoka and I looked over at my kids and they were down by the water. Um, And the very first thing I thought was, you're not gonna see them get married. You're not gonna see them, you know, whatever it might be. And so, I mean, from the moment I found out, I mean, he was just on it trying to break me and everything else. And um, there were so many moments through it where I was filled with such peace that was unexplainable, you know, no medicine or therapy of the doctors, you know, nothing they could do could, could do that. And I would, I would say, I'm like, I know somebody is praying. Like I, like I could just feel it. Um, and you know, you, you hear a lot that you should, you know, praise God through the storm and everything else. And I made a Facebook post about this and, um, I'm glad it made sense because I was actually in treatment and on, like, a lot of medication at the time. Um, But looking back, I guess that was really God speaking for sure. Um, It was just about how much power there is in praising God, not just through it but for it. Um, Because there were so many things that, I guess, hung me up spiritually, got in my way spiritually. Um, Some of you might think this is so silly, but... um, Smoking was one of them, smoking cigarettes. And I was, uh, the first week of chemo was the hardest week ever because I started chemo and quit smoking, um, like in one fail swoop. And and she's still not smoking. And I'm too. still not smoking. That's right. So just little things. And, you know, if whatever, whatever your, your thing is, your vice, it doesn't actually necessarily separate you from God the way Satan tries to lead us to believe that it does. Um, but it was something that had been weighing on my heart for a long time that I truly felt was like the one thing that was like stronger than my spirit that I like couldn't, I couldn't break. And it's just amazing to me that, um, you know, he took something so, so hard and so awful, but he really opened my eyes as to, um, you know, freeing me, I guess, from certain things that made me feel very chained to not becoming the woman God intended me to be, I guess. So, um, yeah, it was a heck of a year. I'm excited for this coming year. Um, and I just really wanted to say thank you to everyone for your prayers. So. I'm so grateful for you guys. And I just want to say one other thing. I mean, when we found this news out, you know, obviously we were devastated, but I think God put that on us, this storm to draw us closer mm-hmm. to him because being able to feel the prayers like she was just saying and 
it, it drew me closer to God by the end of the year getting through all this. Not because she was cured, but just the whole process of people reaching out and, and showing love, basically. It was, it was just amazing. So I thank each and every one of you that, you know, thought about us or, you know, helped out with, you know, our money situation. Um, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. And God bless you. The last two, uh, last couple testimonies made me think of uh, a song by Ricky Skaggs. I don't know if any of you listen to him, but I'd love to sing it, but I know I can't. <laughs> but he says, somebody's praying. I can feel it. Somebody's praying for me. Mighty hands are guiding me to protect me from what I can't see. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Because somebody's praying for me. Anyone else? My name's Ricky Roush, and I'm just happy to be here. I, I think 2020 has taught everyone a lot of lessons, which is which are certainly very valuable. But for me and my family, we realized a couple things, um, and that was God is good and God is real. Um, sometimes it's hard to know that He's real because He's you know, He's everywhere, but He's nowhere. If if you know what I mean, and you go through these situations in your life that you wonder where He is, and and 2020 tended to be a year for all of us that we wondered maybe where God was at. But then we hear the testimonies of um, today and just throughout the year of things that, that God has done, even through death and, and life, through the birth of our son. And, and it's amazing that he's always there and he'll never leave us. And when you look back, something that sounds trivial for us, but you look back at plans for lives and, and how God orchestrates every little thing so perfectly and I think back when I was 10 years old and my mom, excuse me, forcing me to play the piano. You know, I hated it. And then I look now and I'm able to, you know, worship with, with you all um, every Sunday. So I just want to praise God for his divine hand um, on our lives, um, on my family. Um, and I'm not here to um, think that everything's going to be perfect because it's not. And, and who knows what 2020 will, will have for all of us except that I know that God will be with us 100% and, and holding us, um, as you aptly put, that he'll be in the fire with us. And so um, I just want to praise him for being, being our Savior and being here for us um, every step of the way. And um, don't, don't lose hope. Don't give up. Um, he's he's going to be there. Um, he'll never, ever, ever fail you. And there has been situations in my life um, when he probably should have, um, mm. but yet he didn't. And so... Um, um, I just want to praise God for that. So I love you all, and um, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You know, I'm a song junkie, so I just, uh, when I hear stuff, uh, sometimes I'll get a scripture, but this is, thank you, Ricky. I, I, I sent this to several people who were going through uh, desert times this year. It's called The Promise by a group called The Martins, and uh it says this, I never said that I would give you silver or gold. I never said that you would never feel the fire or the shiver in the cold. 
but I did say that you'd never walk through this world alone. And I did say, don't make this world your home. I never said that fear wouldn't find you in the night or that loneliness was something you'd never have to fight. But I did say, I'd be right there by your side. And I did say, I'll always help you fight. Because you know I made a promise that I intend to keep. My grace will be sufficient in every time of need. And my love will be the anchor that you can hold on to. This is the promise. This is the promise I made to you. I never said that friends would never turn their backs on you. Or that the world around you wouldn't see you as a tool or a fool. But I did say, like me, you'll surely be despised. And I did say, my ways confound the wise. I didn't say you'd never taste the bitter kiss of death or have to walk through chilly Jordan to enter into rest. But I did say, I'd be waiting right on the other side. And I did say, I'll dry every tear you cry. We have a promise. We have a promise that a faithful God will see us through. Anyone else? If not, I'd like to leave you with three things as we enter into 2021. And there are three questions and they'll be on the screen. The first one, the first question is this. What will you be overwhelmed by this year? Let me say it this way. What or the who, the what or the who that you seek fulfillment for your life, it is that which you will be full of. What you seek fulfillment in for your life, it is that you will be full of. Are you full of God's presence or are you full of the world? Are you full of love from God's heart or are you full of bitterness and jealousy and selfish ambition? Are you full of greed and wants and lust or are you full of God's joy? and his peace and patience and kindness and the fruits of the spirit. Because where you seek fulfillment, it is that in which you will be full of. In 2021, the results of 2021 will not come from the circumstances in your life. It will not come from the government and the trickle down effect in our world. It will come through what you fill your life with. And the only thing that will keep you standing through the winds, the waves, and the storms is being filled and fulfilled by God's presence and God's presence alone. If you don't know, you need to know that God's presence changes everything. That's why the Israelites were desperate for God's presence, even though it was separated by a veil and a little, little room in the temple called the most holy place. They craved 
God's presence. In the wilderness, they needed God's provision and his presence to where God's presence was there by a pillar or excuse me, a cloud hovering the holy place. And at night, it was a pillar of fire. How do you crave God's presence? Or do you? Because what you seek for fulfillment in your life, it is that which you will be full of. And so my prayer for all of us this year is that we would not only desire and crave God's presence, but we would make God's presence the priority. Nothing else will satisfy. I'd like to read this prayer to you that is on our Facebook page. But this is, this is our prayer for everyone here and at home and in our communities and surrounding communities is that you would pursue God's presence more than anything else in 2021 that you will be overwhelmed by God's presence. You hear those testimonies? They all came from being in God's presence. And guess what? The challenges, the heartaches in our life lead us into God's presence faster than anything else. You need a storm in order for God to calm it. You need a problem in order for God to solve it. May God's presence completely change your heart, your mindset, and your attitude in 2021. That only comes from being fulfilled and overwhelmed and enamored by God's presence available to us through Jesus Christ not just around us, not just about us, within us. His presence flows through the veins of one who claims the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord of their life. Pursue his presence in every moment of your life, whether it be a worship song, a scripture verse, or a whispered prayer, his life-changing presence can take you from the worst mindset to a place of peace and joy. There is nothing like the presence of God. What will you be overwhelmed with this year? Which will determine how you make it through 2021. The second question is this, what will be your focus? Most likely, your focus will come from what you're full of. If you're full of status and you're seeking finances, reputation, man's applause, you're going to be full of self and you will never be satisfied. You will never meet the standard that you set for yourself. What will you be full of? Will direct and determine what you focus on. If you focus on the uncertainty and the conspiracies, politically, medically, spiritually, physically, 
and we start to consume ourselves with that, that's a breeding ground for fear and anxiety and depression. What will your primary focus be? I think of a horse. Have you ever seen horses that especially are um, domesticated and, 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 and they, they, they're, they're reined in? They usually have blinders, little blinders that come there. Why? Not to distract them from the cars and the different movement. They have a job to do, and that's to get from point A to point whatever. <laughs> to lead them safely, especially people who are either riding them or in a carriage or whatever it is, or whatever they're pulling. We have to put spiritual blinders on in order to maintain the focus of being in God's presence. As you heard in the testimonies, everything will be sounding the alarm of distractions in your life to keep you from being in God's presence. Are you determined enough? Are you desperate enough? Are you convicted enough? Are you passionate enough to say Jesus is all that I need? And you pursue him in 2021. We look at Jesus's focus. Look at Jesus' focus just through the gospels when he was 12 years old and he was found in the temple and mom and dad visited Jerusalem and then they left without Jesus. How could you leave the Messiah and forget him, right? But they left without him. Where was he? He was in his father's house. He was hearing the word. He was speaking the word. He was dwelling on the word and he was teaching the word at age 12. And Mama Mary and Papa Joseph come in and say, son, where you been? We had to travel a day and a half back just to get your sorry behind. And he says, why are you searching for me? Mom, dad, I love you and in respect, but don't you know that I'm supposed to be in the father's house? Don't you know that I'm supposed to be up to my father's business as I trip over the stool? Scripture, it's found in Luke 2. Didn't you know I must be up to my father's business? Focus at age 12. He didn't care about anything else but being in his father's house. Jesus comes to a house of Mary and Martha. Martha is focused on making sure he's comfortable. Martha is fitting the role of every woman in the biblical Jewish society. She is busy about being hospitable. She is busy about treating the rabbi with deep respect by making sure the dishes are clean, the food is on the table, and that they're pleased. Her sister Martha left the kitchen just to sit at Jesus's feet because she knew where her focus had to be. And it was in the presence of the Messiah, the son of God. And she took in every word, that's focus. And then Jesus continued to have focus throughout his ministry all the way to the cross. Can you imagine being focused with the cross luring in the distance, knowing what was going to happen? Jesus said this in John 8, 29, and he who sent me is with me. My father has not left me alone for I always do the things that are pleasing to the father. His focus was pleasing his daddy. 
You see in John 5, verse 19, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. Jesus did nothing outside of what the father's will had. Jesus left that example for us. Yeah, but he's Jesus. Yeah, but we got the Holy Spirit to do the things that Jesus did, the power of God. What will your focus be? What will you be full of, which will determine and direct your focus? And then the last question, as the worship team comes on up, the last question is this, what will you do about it? Will it be just like your New Year's resolutions that come to pass and last for what, a couple weeks? Or will you set things in place that will ensure you to do what you set out to do and being in God's presence and focusing on the things of God. Let me just give you a few suggestions. Start reading his word. And I'm not trying to offend anyone, but it's amazing to me When my health gets out of shape, I had, uh, for 16 months, I endured heavy metal poisoning in three different metals in my body. And I did everything I could possibly do. I spent as much as we needed to spend on medical treatment, holistic treatment, detox treatment. I went from doctor to doctor to doctor why? Because my health was at the utmost importance. If I can't be healthy, I can't leave my family in a healthy way. If I'm not healthy, I can't lead this church like God has called me to lead it. But here's the sad thing. We do everything we possibly can to stay healthy when something goes wrong physically. But when we're not in God's presence, and we're not growing and making disciples like the Bible tells us to do, shouldn't that cause us to do the same thing and do whatever it takes, spend whatever time it takes, do whatever we need to do to have the proper heart surgery to make God our priority? That's when the church is going to change. That's when the church is going to stand up and rise up and we're gonna see God's kingdom come is when we are not content with the way things are. And we're gonna take serious of being in God's presence. What about renewing your mind? What about your thoughts? If you're focused and you're finding fulfillment in God alone, you will do what Romans 12, 2 says to not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You have a choice to do that or not. What about guarding your heart? Jesus says, guard your heart for it's the wellspring of your life. We guard our possessions. 
We guard our house, but we don't guard our heart. This is where we have to put a line in the sand and say the eternal, the things that last are way more important than the things this world runs after. And what about people in your life? Are you focused enough? Is it important enough to you to be in the presence of God, to be able to say, brother, 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 I need you guys. I can't do this. I'm struggling. I keep messing up. I need your help. Would you pray for me? Sister, 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 my kids are sending me in a whirlwind. I don't know what to do. My job is just sending curveballs, and I didn't prepare for this. Guys, we need each other. And if we are truly serious about the presence of God and staying focused, we will understand that we can't do it alone. And I know we've gone a little long, but I'd like to enter into a time of worship, of entering 2021 with that perspective. And I wanna leave you again with those questions. What will you be overwhelmed by? What will you be full of? Number two, what will your primary focus be? And number three, what will you do about it? We're gonna pass out the communion elements. This is not a denominational table. I don't care what church you call your home or what church background you have. This is not built upon if you've made mistakes today or not. This is not built on our disagreements. This is not built on if you're a good person or not. It's built only on the cross of Jesus Christ and what he did. But in order to be in the presence of God, in order to be fulfilled by the presence of God, in order to keep our focus, communion has got to be essential. Not just on Sunday mornings, so the answer isn't just to have communion every Sunday. How are you communing with the Father? First Corinthians chapter five says, as often as you do communion, you declare the Lord's death until he returns. Then it also says many people are sick and even die after taking communion in an unworthy manner. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that if you sin this morning and you take communion right now that you're gonna get sick and die. The unworthy manner is talking about us not discerning what Christ did in his body and his blood. Christ just didn't pay for your salvation. He paid for your healing, your wholeness. All provisions that God wants to give you through the kingdom, he paid for it so that you could have it all of it. So as you start peeling the cellophane of the bread, because you might want to start now because it takes time to get that little silly piece of cellophane off. But even as you tear that, remember that almost all of Jesus's flesh was torn 
from one part of the body to the other. He bore our sickness. He bore our shame and our grief and our guilt. Not just your ticket to heaven. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to receive every blessing that he has for you. So if you would take the piece of bread right now, hold it up in front of you. Jesus, we acknowledge right now that what you did on the cross was not only for our salvation and our righteousness, but it was for our healing. It was for our wholeness and it was for our access into your presence. Let's take his bread, his body, and let's remember what he's done. and peel away the other layer. His body that was pierced, crushed, and burnt by fire of God's wrath, not literally, spiritually, supernaturally, but his blood is what cleanses. His blood is what makes us in right standing with God. So let's take knowing our identity as his children is because of the blood. Let's take. And now I wanna challenge you this morning to worship into 2021. Let's set the tone for 2021 by releasing all to Jesus. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.